What's going on, everybody? This is the Searching for Something podcast. We look at everything and anything from every angle to see if there's something worth talking about. And today's episode is going to be best summarized using three words. And those three words are create, connect, and contribute. And it's all going to come full circle at the very end of the episode. And so let's just begin right away at the first pillar, create. When we really look into the mirror and we study the way that we're spending our time, so much of it is centered around consumptive habits. Even reading, which is usually regarded as a positive activity, is something that you're consuming. You're consuming somebody else's words that they wrote. Yes, can you do something with that and build? Certainly, but you are consuming, okay? After a long day of work, of consuming emails and messages from other people. Let's say you want to watch a TV show, you want to watch a movie, you're consuming media, all right? And then all throughout the day, we're picking up our phone. I think I saw a stat the other day that said, on average, people are picking up their phone 344 times a day. And I would suggest that that is widely underreported because people don't want to be honest with the amount of number of times that they're picking up their phone. You can see that in your screen time data it'll show you how many times you're picking up the phone and i don't even want to look right now ignorance is sometimes bliss but so much of our brain we're like in this continuous state of distraction and we're always clinging on to the next thing to consume and so we need to realize well holy shit maybe i should create every once in a while Maybe I should pull out a piece of paper and just start jotting down thoughts. It could be a free write. It could be quite literally anything, but start creating. Put that in motion. Right before this podcast episode, I had opened up Twitter, now known as X, and right before creating this episode, right, I'm consuming content, and then next thing you know, I see a post, I'm going to the comments, and I just see a girl sucking dick on cam. It's like, wait, what? To be fair, she's quite talented in her line of work, and I could see why she has so many devoted patrons by her side, you know, building out the, contributing to the the life that she's built out for herself. Sure, awesome. But that just made me realize my brain shut off. I had all these different ideas that I was writing down and did a free write before this, and my brain shut off. I didn't even know what the fuck I was doing. I didn't know where I was. Like, am I in my house? Where am I? Am I outside? The brain got hacked, and then it made me start thinking about it. I'm like, oh, okay, well, let, let's take this back a second. Let's think about libido. What does that mean? Oh, Isaac, that just means getting horny. Your dick's getting hard. You know, nipples are starting to go off. The clit's starting to engorge with blood. However you want to fucking look at it. Yeah, that's one way. But let's kind of look at it a little bit more deeply and more accurate than that. So the libido is a term used in psychoanalytic theory to describe the energy created by sexual and survival instincts. Okay? And according to Sigmund Freud... No matter what your opinions are on him, he was a genius, one of the most influential 20th century thinkers to ever exist. Um, According to him, the libido is a part of the id and is the driving force of all behavior. So before going forward, you're like, okay, what the fuck is the id? I don't know what that is. I'm here to explain it. 
The id is the primitive and instinctive component of personality. Think about it as it's the part of the unconscious that contains all the urges, all the impulses, and including what is called the libido, a kind of generalized sexual energy that's used for everything from survival instincts to appreciation of art. This is driving force, right? And so much of us have this, this psychic kinetic energy within us that wants to just go out into the world and build and create. We're civilization builders. Everything around you was built by people, okay? But then there's these companies like Pornhub and just kind of pornography in general that understand these facts about human behavior and this psychic energy that we possess. And then when I'm going through the comments on Twitter and I see a girl sucking dick on cam, my brain literally got hijacked, right? So it's like, my, let's say my brain is the plane from 9-11. It got hijacked and instead of getting crashing into the Twin Towers, those Twin Towers is a double penetration video. And now I'm like, what the fuck? I'm just going down a rabbit hole of more and more extreme content because you start seeking novelty. That's what happens. Our, we have this psychic energy that's possessed within us and it wants to build. And if you start letting it be manipulated and controlled, it's going to build nasty, destructive, sexual desires within your brain. And it's pretty much, you're getting hacked. You're getting hacked in lifetime. And so this just happened to me right before I started recording this episode. I was going through the comments. I see that my brain got hacked. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. Like I said, where am I? Now I realize I'm talking in front of a microphone at home sitting in a chair. It took a little bit to get there. But the reason why I bring that up is because so many things are trying to be shoved down our throat. They're trying to school fuck you. And it's like, I'm saying close your mouth and spit it out and try to create something. Open up a piece of paper write down uh, you know a free do here's an exercise that i'll give you right now if you're listening you're like i don't know what to write about write about a story do a free write of a short story about a russian midget wearing a tracksuit inside of a mall selling that shoe cleaner stuff you know the shoe cleaners these are the people that are always hey yo hey yo my man hey yo bro hey yo let me clean that let me clean it's like dude Fuck off. I already bought three of these. I don't want to keep buying them from you're bullying me into consuming. I'm telling you to create and this guy's forcing me to consume. But there's there's a free write prompt. Russian midget selling shoe cleaners. Go. Anything, just do something that breaks the cycle of consuming. Because when we get caught onto the hamster wheel of consumption, society now has full control of you. And like I said, you're gonna start watching double penetration you're gonna start watching weird things that you never thought you would go down and so isaac why are you even talking about that did it happen to you i'm not saying it happened to me but it could if i will it almost did just happen to me open up my damn phone go into the comments i can't even open up this fucking app in person anymore when i'm out and about i can go through the main feed but i avoid comments because i'm gonna just see some chick getting clapped and now my brain's turning off and I don't realize that I'm, you know, it's kind of like the sun. You can only make a quick little glance, but now everybody sees that I'm just staring at the sun, you know, in public transportation. They're like, dude, what the fuck? You don't want to be that guy. You don't want to be that person. So first pillar is create. 
contribute something to the world. We have this energy possessed within us that's supposed to be used for something amazing. Do something with it. Anything. Ask yourself a, that question. What do I want to create? What would I create? And just see what fucking comes into your head. Turn off the music. Turn off the, um, the podcast if, you know, of course, listen to it all the way through. But, like, in general, turn off the podcast. Go for a walk by yourself. Raw dog society. Leave your phone at home. Here's another challenge. Leave your phone at home and just go be in the world. Go to the grocery store and live life without your phone. Don't worry about it. Raw dog society and you'll realize that you become much more present and aware of what's going on. And through that sense of presence and awareness, you can start cultivating ideas of what to do, of what to create. So that's one aspect of the pillar is creating something that I so heavily recommend anybody to do. And what's so nice about social media is that you can just there's no barrier entry. Right. Like you just buy a phone. It's really all you need. You can go to the public library and use create an account on their library. So you don't even need a device. There's no excuse. But just start putting things out there. You're a writer. OK, we'll start putting out short form poems on Twitter. Now X. You're a photographer. Start posting on Instagram like this is the era that we're living in. Just put it out. Who fucking cares? Use a pseudonym. Have an anonymous account. It does not have to be you, but have an outlet to create that desire you have to channel that psychic energy to something productive or it'll be used destructively without you even knowing it until it's too late second pillar that i want to talk about is connecting okay once we have started to create next evolution is to connect and what do i mean by that what i mean by that is get involved in a community are you even part of a community yeah you have your friends you have your family, you have your place of work, you maybe have a couple hobbies or there's people there. That's awesome. That's great if you do. But do you actually have a community? Are you part of the, the county? Are you making things any better? I don't know. Are you? That's something to think about. And so here's my advice to that. If you want to find a way to get connected to your community, but you don't really know how, you have no ideas on how to do that, do this. Create a ritual that places you in the community, okay? Like, let's say, so this is something that I've been doing lately. I'm going to the Seattle Public Library. That's now my ritual. I go there, and I'm gonna go there every Sunday at the same time, and I'm gonna start seeing people that I recognize. I'm gonna start seeing the same faces. And familiarity breeds likeness. If you see something enough times, you start to like it. You're like, okay, I think I like it. That's what the radio does. Everybody will be, we're not like willingly choosing to put on the radio, but we'll walk through a con uh, you know, convenience store or the mall or whatever, a public place. You're in an Uber, the radio's playing. You hear a song enough times you go from hating it, and you're like, I guess I kind of like it. It kind of, it kind of went down. You know, it's wearing on me. It's slowly working its magic. That's what familiarity does. And when you think about Donald Trump and how he had won the presidency, that's essentially the main principle of how he won. Was you know, love or hate what he does, it doesn't matter. He was familiar. You knew who he was before he'd even ran for president. 
If you look at somebody who's not very involved in the political sphere and they're not in the know, they don't know what's going on, and they were to just look at the candidates the year that he'd won, they're like, okay, yeah, there's Hillary Clinton. Clinton's a familiar name. I don't know these other guys. Jeb Bush. Is he a Bush? Is he part of that family? I think I know that family. I don't know shit about that family. Um, were they responsible for 9-11? I don't know. Is he? Does he know anything about that? These are the thoughts that start going in. They're like, oh, yeah, Donald Trump. He was on The Apprentice. And he's been in media. He's been on TV this whole time. Oh, okay, now he's just shit-talking on national TV. I think I like that guy. Oh, yeah, I like that guy because I've seen him my whole life. You pretty much grew up with you at that point. So that's what I mean. Familiarity breeds likeness. If you're exposed to something enough times, no matter how different it is, you end up just kind of liking it. This is just natural human behavior. So if you want to be part of the community, consistently show up somewhere. Pick a coffee shop of, that's near your place and be like, you know what? I'm going to go there every single Thursday at 11 a.m. And this is going to be my place. This is my community. This is where I'm going to start. And then you slowly branch out from there. But it's all about baby steps. It's all about creating actionable ways to get involved. We don't want to get caught up just thinking and thinking. And then we just go from thinking to consuming because we're just on our phone again. Now we're swiping. Now we're on Instagram. Now we're on YouTube. And now we're distracted. Now it's too late. Now I got to go to bed. Oh, fuck. Now I'm horny. Now I got to jerk off into a sock. Shit, now I'm sleeping. Then you repeat it all over again. So the brain gets manipulated from truly what we're here to do. And it's very simple. Life is simple, but the way society is structured, it makes it overly complicated. So if you want to get involved into the community and you want to connect with people around, then you need to put yourself out there. Show up somewhere enough times consistently, people will start to know you. And then once people start to kind of know you without really if even having shared conversations, just say hi. Do you want to understand the world's greatest pickup line? I'm going to tell you right now, the world's greatest pickup line. It's hi. It's, it's just that. Say hi. There's so much intel that you can get on somebody's response from hi. If you're like, hi, and they're like, uh, hi. Okay, I know not to continue the conversation. I'm not a Mormon that's going door to door and I'm just knocking and I'm trying to talk to you about the Bible and Joseph Smith and get you to sign up and get you to come to this camp. I'm not trying to do that. You just go say hi to people. And based on the energy that they reciprocate to you, you'll know what to do. If it's just hi and that's it, fine. That's that's good. That's all right. You're now interacting with people you've never met before. That's the whole point, is to get you comfortable speaking with people you don't know. Because the more you can get comfortable with that, not only will you be able to make friends anywhere you go, no matter where you get relocated, you're on vacation, whatever the scenario is, you'll be able to make friends because it's easy for you to just talk to people and say, hi, don't be intimidated. And so a lot of that starts with practice, okay? Let's think about baseball for a second. In baseball, if you can consistently hit the ball three out of ten times, you're going to go into the Hall of Fame. And so the reason why I bring up this example is because not every conversation that you try to spark up with somebody is going to lead somewhere. There's so many times, every day, there's a conversation attempt that I make that goes nowhere. 
and I don't take it personally, it doesn't matter because life isn't baseball. It's similar to baseball in the sense that you're up to bat and you got a swing, but it's different in the sense that you only strike out when you stop swinging. The moment you decide to stop swinging, that's when you strike out. And the moment you strike out, that's when you sold your soul because you don't give a fuck anymore. You're now just a product of the world and you're totally okay with that. And that's something that I definitely do not want. So go say hi to people, whether that be with the intention of making friends or finding a potential suitor. And this is my problem with the red pill community is that they try to sell you things that aren't true and are all the way true. You know, they tell you to be rich, have money, you know, be physically fit, have a six pack and, you know, live lavishly. Show the potential suitors that you're interested in that you could take care of them. Although there is truth nested in each one of those points, people don't really care. Women don't care, you know, from a male standpoint. Yeah, some of them will. But at the end of the day, people ultimately just want to be seen, heard, and understood. So many times people are walking aimlessly throughout life and they feel like nobody sees them. And so by being able to have a conversation, you say, hey, I see you. And now that I see you, I hear what you're saying. And because I see and hear what you're saying, I understand where you're coming from. And it's that those three pillars right there is that will get somebody to want to be around you. They say, I just you're providing value to me. You make me feel seen, heard and understood. And if you add an extra layer of protected, whether that be emotionally or quite literally from a physical standpoint, then you're even more locked into that situation. But that's really what it comes down to. Yes, money, you know, physical athleticism and just overall resources. Yeah, that can get you in the door to places, but that's not what the end all be all should be. I mean, look at Tom Brady. This just recently was in the news. Tom Brady his ex-wife cheated on him with her Brazilian jiu-jitsu instructor. Okay, this is arguably one of the greatest like quarterbacks, football players to ever play the game. Decorated champion has consistently delivered results. He has all of the things that the red pill community would aspire to have and achieve one day. He has that, and guess what? His wife cheated on him. So does all of that matter? I'm not going to say it doesn't, but it's not where you're... I don't want to say don't spend your time and energy doing that. Do it for a reason. Intention and purpose is what drives this all. If you're just doing it for money's sake, you're making money to make money, then that's a soulless endeavor because you're always going to want more. But why do you want money? What's the fucking point of having money? If you want to have you know, a six pack and an athletic body. Why do you want to have a six pack? Is it to attract chicks or is it to be physically fit and for longevity? And so that you can be in great shape when you're 50 and 60 and 70. It's like, it's all about the intention. Create a strong lasting intention that isn't just about short-term gratification because that's mainly a pursuit that's absorbed by ego. And when we are able to peel back the curtains of the ego, it realized that this shit doesn't fucking matter, okay? And that's what the red pill community tries to sell you, 
is that they want to isolate your insecurities and get you to go buy something. That's ultimately their main goal is to get you to sign up for their course, to buy this ebook, enroll into this program, consume other content of how to do this and that. Is there value? Sure. That's how they get you in the door. That's how they get you is to provide a little bit of value up front. But ultimately, all they're doing is just trying to they're trying to attack your insecurities to get you to act because when I'm able to exploit and attack your insecurities, I'm going to generate an emotion of fear. And once you have fear going through your body, then you're much easier to control and you're much more susceptible to suggestions because, hey, look over here. Hey, go do that. You'll just be in a, a greater state of uh, susceptibility. And that's really what the news tries to do. The news isn't always showing the cool videos of, of cats or like the squirrel who's doing water skis. If that was what the news was, I'd be watching the news every day. I'd be the news biggest supporter. But they got me showing, they're showing me some kid burning alive um, in the Middle East for Palestine, you know. So it's like, wait, what? What's going on? Was that even effective? People don't give a shit. People are turning him into a meme online. And that in itself just creates artificial division because people were posting rest in power, but they're saying, hey, don't say rest in power for him because he's white. That was coined originally for black people. So this is just making a mockery of rest in power. Yeah, he may have done a good thing, but like, fuck that guy pretty much. That's a digression, but... I'm just saying it's all about getting you into a state to react because when you react, there's dollar signs because you're generating attention and your reactions are to get more attention and then it just extrapolates further out than that. So you're then contributing to the machine to garner attention and we're living in the attention economy. So the more you're able to contribute to that, the more you start to lose grip, the more you start to lose control. So... You got to stay in your lane, brother. But at the same time, this makes me think it's a lot unrelated. But people be dropping the hard R uh, lately. But I'm not talking about the N-word. I'm talking about brother. Like, yo, stay in your lane, brother. It's like, yo, that's a hard R, brother. Like, I want I want brother. You know, I want, I want with the A a little bit more lax. Like, be more like the chill, intellectual, newly released black guy from prison who's Muslim for some reason. Where he's like, hey, it's all good, my brother. So, oh, okay, much better. That's, that's much more chill. You guys dropping the hard R brother around me. I'm, I feel like I'm in trouble here. But um, that's just a, a, a side point from the fact that we need to get connected with the community. Familiarity breeds likeness. So pick a coffee shop. Pick a library. Show up. Show up consistently. The people who are in your lives because they just showed up enough and you decided to go talk to them or they talked to you because you showed up enough too. And so the final pillar of today's episode is contribute. So once you create, that's inevitably going to lead to wanting to then connect with others and the community around you. And once you've made that solid, you know, connection, now it's time to contribute. That is the third C, create, connect, contribute. And once you connect, ask yourself, how will I give back? Should I even be giving back? I mean, let's let's go into memory lane right now let's think about school all right a lot of times people tell you when they were in school times were simpler 
whether that be elementary, middle school, high school. People just say, yeah, it was a simpler time, you know, it, it was fun. It was knew a lot of people. We were talking. It, it was a good time. Well, think about it. When you were in school, you had a distinct identity. You were a student. Maybe you were an athlete. Um, these are distinct identities that allow us to navigate the world much more um, easy, like less friction, because we know who we are, right? And like it's almost carved out for you, depending on the experiences that you've had in school. But you have a distinct identity. Your time was structured. You had classes from this time to this time. You had these classes that you had to go to. And most importantly, you had community. So times were simpler when you were in school because you had a distinct identity, your time was structured, and you had community. Think about that. And when you're and when you're beyond this given structure of school, you need to essentially recreate all of that. You need to develop another distinct identity outside of being a student. Who are you? Who, who are you in the world? Because now you're not into just the social hierarchy within your, school, within your school and within your class. You're now thrown into the social hierarchy of your community, the city, the state, the country, the world. And so it just starts to expand more and more. So developing that sense of identity becomes so much more important. And so let's say you do do that, though. You know, hey, I know who I am to some degree. I'm still figuring it out, but I know who I am. And my time is structured. You know, I got a job. I have hobbies that I go to. So I know who I am and my time is relatively structured. Okay, well, what about that last part? The people, the one that people miss the most is community. Making friends, dating people. How do, we, how do people even meet people, right? And it's like when you look at the ways that people were married in the past, it would be through friends, um, through friends of friends, through work, through shared social like networks, like, hey, we always go, um, we do Zumba classes or we do salsa dancing every Wednesday, right? Like there's these social communities that people are in to have like this shared experience. And that's how people meet people. But now like, People go to work, they do what they do after, and then they go home and they just load up Netflix and then they jerk off. So we just start becoming less and less connected to the people around us. And think about even when you were in school, you can make new friends easy. You could find a new partner easy because they all were familiar with your existence. They may have not have known you, but they've known of you. They've seen you walk around and familiarity breeds likeness. If you're around enough times, like, yeah, I think I like that person. I don't know. Just show up. Just show up. See what fucking happens. Say hi to somebody. Like I said, that's the world's greatest pickup line. And, and think about it. When you are trying to be on the pursuit of a partner, you're like, okay, someone goes to a bar or a club. Let's say it's their goal to have sex with somebody at the end of the night. Like, oh, I want to hook up. Yeah, that tends to be a common goal within particularly young men. There's, there's girls out there too and, and the they, thems in the middle that want that as well. Sexually promiscuous. Tisk tisk. Shame on you guys. You'll be creating. 
chill on that. Yo, put that boner down. But the only people who are willing to have sex with strangers, for the most part, is prostitutes. That's literally their job, is to have sex with strangers, okay? And so if you think you're just going to go to a bar and club and have sex with a stranger, then your success rate is going to be very low because a lot of people are not going to be open to that. You need to talk to people with the intention of making friends. Just think about it. You can fuck a friend, but it's a lot harder to fuck a stranger. If someone has a, if you're their friend, then there's that familiarity. That trust starts to broaden out a little bit more. You're now into the circle of trust. If you've earned that right. And now you can take the relationship in ways that would be more aligned to your expectations of the relationship. So I don't mean to be so explicit in the way that I speak. I just have no filter. And I think just saying it how it is is a lot easier to get the point across. But in conclusion, we need to create, break the, the consumptive habit cycle and just pick up a book. No, pick up a, a journal is what I mean. Blank journal. Start writing. Do something. Make music. Sing. Do something where it's you. You are the creator. Just do that. All right? And then start connecting with people around you. Go out. Create a ritual that places you in the community. Say hi to people. See what's going on. And then once you have reasonably connected with enough people, find ways to contribute. One of the best ways to contribute to the world is to listen. So many people, like I said, they want to feel seen, heard, and understood. And you can do that by simply listening. And so if you feel like you're alone in the world and you don't know what to do, well, your number one thing should be to go out and find somebody that feels the exact same way and convince them they're not alone. If you feel alone, find somebody that is alone and convince them they're not. That in itself will give you fulfillment. So if you want an easy way to contribute, listen to people. Ask about their day. Peel back the layer. Show genuine interest. You can change the world by changing one person's life. It's a network effect, right? Like they say everybody in the world is connected by seven people. I'm sure you listening right now, if you were to go seven people out, someone you know has talked to Jeffrey Epstein. They know him. Probably homies with him. So the world is small. Yeah, we got a lot of people. We got billions of people. But we're all connected in a way. So listen. Go out and listen to somebody. Go pick up the trash. Do something that will contribute to the place that you live. Don't just be loitering in front of the gas station, smoking cigarettes, scaring off the people trying to come in and buy shit. You know, like smoke your cigarette, but across the street. And then if you are going to come in the area, say what's up. Buy Gatorade, then get out. Contribute. Contribute to the economy. Um, but yeah, that's all I really wanted to come on here and, and talk about. Create, connect, contribute. I think these are an amazing um, like three-step like combo to getting outside of your head. Because it kind of relates to the last episode where I talked about of not isolating. Don't isolate socialize get out there into the world and so this is kind of a continuation of, of the previous episode by saying hey here's some ways to do that create connect contribute if you have these be your guiding principles for each and every day 
your life will become inherently more interesting. You're just going to be doing more interesting things. You're creating. everything. It's not going to be a fucking carbon copy of what you created yesterday. It could be anything. So I appreciate everybody that's listened up until this point. Thank you so much. Um, if you ever have any suggestions for what the next episode should be or what you think I should cover in more detail, feel free to DM me on Instagram at Isaac.Avena or DM me on Twitter, now X, at IsaacAvena. Uh, Follow me on there, always posting. But until next time, thank you guys.